chapter six of geographical reader europe by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b chapter six rural england we have crossed the cheviot hills and passed over the border of scotland into merry old england how fresh the air is and how luxuriant the crops the country is like a garden and even the banks on the sides of the railroad are velvety green we have seats near the windows in one of the little rooms or compartments into which the english cars are divided the door is in the side of the car instead of at the end there it opens the conductor stands on the footboard outside as he asks for our tickets now he has shut the door and gone on to the next compartment we wonder how it would be if a crazy man were with us the door is locked and the car is now moving at forty miles an hour but fortunately we have the room to ourselves and feel comparatively safe we find the english railroads very good england is so small and its people do so much business that they can afford to have a good railroad system there is a network of tracks covering the country there are so many tracks that if they were joined end to end they would reach almost around the world the roadbeds are smooth and even the small stations are of stone with solid stone platforms every station has its garden about it and the grass is as smoothly cut as a beautiful lawn we find that on every train there are two classes of cars and that some trains have three the cars of the first class are fine and those of the second and third are almost as comfortable as they are much cheaper we frequently travel third class indeed it is a common saying in england that only princes and fools travel first class the english railroads have some of the fastest trains of the world we might have gone from edinburgh to london on the flying scotchman at an average speed of more than a mile a minute but we are travelling leisurely stopping now and then to visit places of interest notice the farms as we go the fields are divided by green hedgerows there is a flock of fat sheep in that meadow and farther on some beautiful cattle this country is noted for its delicious mutton and its people pride themselves on the roast beef of old england there is a man holding the handles of a plough which two horses are dragging along and in the next field a steam plough is puffing as it drives the share through the earth the people use mowers reapers and threshing machines they are good farmers and they have the best farming tools look at the farmhouses we see many of them as we go by on the railroad each has a barn sheds and haystacks about it forming a little farm settlement the barns are different from ours they are broader and lower and some have heavy thatched roofs they are used chiefly for stables and for storing grain and tools the hay and straw are ricked up out of doors the tops of the ricks being thatched or covered with canvas how old everything is the moss is growing on the roof of that barn and the side of that farmhouse is covered with ivy the hedges look as though they had always been here and these roads were travelled by men when the only roads in our country were indian trails now we get an outlook over a valley there is a stream flowing through it lined with wide branching trees the stream is crossed here and there by little bridges made of heavy stones closely fitted together and now half covered with moss the bridges like everything else are substantial 
for the english believe in doing things well and think that the best is the cheapest we see this in their railroads their houses and in all public improvements look again over the valley the fields have little paths through them the people usually cut across lots to visit their neighbors and we see many persons strolling through the green meadows the english are great walkers the ordinary boy or girl here thinks nothing of a five-mile tramp in the country they are fond of outdoor sports we frequently pass parties playing golf and now and then see a crowd of boys playing cricket the english national game but what is that great stone building which rises like a fortification upon the hill in the distance that is the ruins of an old english castle like kenilworth warwick and other castles of which we have read it was built hundreds of years ago during the middle ages as the home of a knight or baron with his chief soldiers or retainers if we should enter it we should find that it has narrow stone stairs that its rooms are lighted by slits in the walls or by small barred windows and heated by great fireplaces we should see that even the best parts of the castle are gloomy and dreary and that the american working man of today has more comforts than that noble had in the past even though he owned all the land he could see from the top of his castle the most of england is still in the hands of a few people it is the property of the nobility and other rich men who rent it out to the farmers charging them from five to twenty dollars an acre per year for its use we see the houses of many of these rich landowners as we ride on through the country there is one rising out of the grove of trees just beyond us it is a great mansion shut off from the road by high walls and surrounded by a beautiful park it has a fine garden and hothouses and a velvety lawn its owner has perhaps a score of servants and he may own many farms he probably has woods stocked with pheasants partridges and other game intended for his own shooting which the poor people dare not touch there are such estates in all parts of england they are usually willed by the father to the eldest son and thus kept in the same family from generation to generation but the train is stopped at a station it is a village and we stay overnight the houses are substantial many of them are old and some are covered with vines the walls are thick and the roofs of tile or thatch often extend far out most of the houses have little gardens in front of them there are rose bushes and other plants reminding us of our gardens at home that house on the corner with a sign the king's arms over the door is the public house or hotel and that little building with the big tower farther down is one of the churches while still farther on is the school the people on the street dress and look much like our people at home some of the storekeepers have come out at the sound of the train and they stare at the americans as they pass there on the left of the road is a shoemaker and beyond are a carpenter a butcher and a grocer each wears a white apron which covers almost the whole front of his person this is common with many of the mechanics of england see that man with the white smock over his clothes he looks as though he has put on his nightshirt over his ordinary suit he is a carter and is driving a team of four horses bringing in a cartload of grain the cart is bigger than any used in our country its wheels are broader and it will carry far more than our common farm wagon 
the horses are hitched up tandem they have heavy harness and each has a bell fashioned to his collar which jingles merrily as he tramps along now another team has come down the road and the two are passing see each turns to the left this is the custom in england drivers always go to the left but foot passengers turn to the right as we do End of chapter 6